this is all his creation. It's all his doing. And why are we limiting it to, well, it better be a miraculous healing that the doctors can't explain. It better be money falling from the sky or, you know, something like yeah, that. It's when like, he can do it anyway. He, wants. he, he made thing. all of this stuff. And we're looking at the sunset every day and not realizing that that is a miracle. Hey everybody, this is Bob with the Seed Time Living Podcast. So glad you are here. Hope you're having a great day. Today I'm excited because I brought Linda on and we recorded a little conversation in our living room uh, where I'm kind of exploring this idea that I don't really have fully worked out in my head yet or scripturally yet. So I'm just kind of exploring it and kind of inviting you in on this conversation that Linda and I had. So I hope you enjoy it. I hope you find it helpful or um, I don't know, maybe causes you to think a little bit. But either way, I'd love to hear your thoughts. I'd love to hear what you agree with, don't agree with. So hit me up anywhere, Twitter, Instagram, email over the website, seatime.com. Any of the above will be great. And uh, anyway, that's all. So enjoy. So the other day, Linda and I were driving home from church. And normally what happens is we, I don't know, it's like we get in the car after church and we just start discussing kind of what was chatted about and what our pastor was talking about that day. The other day, I don't, I don't remember exactly what... Uh, I know, I can't remember either. I don't even know who's preaching because we have a lot of different people who kind of cycle through and preach. But we were driving home and I was... It just kind of dawned on me, like, why do I ever pray for money? And like, why do I need to pray for money? You know, just so you know where I'm going with this. The idea is, is that God can provide for us any number of ways. And thinking that he can only provide for us through money seems really limiting Mm -hmm. and short-sighted. Right. Because God has all of the resources. (laughs) I mean, he doesn't just use money as a resource. We've all heard crazy stories. I mean, there was one story that we heard. A family was trying to adopt a child, and they were adopting this child from Haiti, I believe, right after the hurricane happened. On and on the story goes. I don't know if it's like Oprah or somebody lets him borrow their airplane to get down to see this child and to be with this child. I mean, and it's like... Yeah, That's and, crazy. And so it's like he's like, believing God to get a flight out, and he doesn't just get a flight, he gets his own airplane to yeah, go. <laughs> I wish we could get that story, because that's amazing. So yeah, this isn't like some big famous person who ended up getting Oprah no, to no. borrow the plane. It was just like a normal person in church who one person told another, told another. Anyway, point is, is that God just made a way where there seemed not to be a way. You know, like no one really has any desire for money. That's the thing that is mind blowing. It's like we want what we think money can provide. You know, so we think money provides security. We think money provides material goods. We think that money provides all these things, but like no one cares about the actual paper. Maybe you could argue there's a status thing with having big piles of paper or a big number in your bank account, but but still, even that is like chasing status. And we think that that money is going to provide status. So I think you'd probably be hard-pressed to find, if you really dig down, like find a, a case where we actually want the money. It's almost always the stuff that we think it'll provide. Right. I mean, you, you even think about it, it's like asking for a specific thing. You're like, I want this type of car. In my head, this is the best type of car to have. And it's like, really, you don't know that that's actually the type of car you want. What you know is you want a reliable car that's going to get you from A to B. You want one that's not going to break down a lot, that's not going to cost you a lot of money, that's not going to cost you a huge hassle. 
in our head, it's like we put this idea of this thing that we want to have. And when we do that, it kind of limits God on making the best of what we have. When on top of that, he knows so much better than we do what we want, which right. is a whole nother kind of component of this whole thing. Go down a whole nother rabbit trail with that. I'm just fascinated by this idea of not praying for money. And so one of the things I was thinking about with all this, I mean, this is kind of a silly idea, but just this week, I found myself like needing some sort of tech gear to do X, you know, so part of this video recording kind of thing I'm going to be doing, I need, basically, I started thinking I need this and this and this, and it's going to cost me probably about two, three hundred dollars. And I started going down this path and then started like kind of researching to get the thing that I was going to need. So I'm getting to the point where it's like, all right, I need to start praying for $300 in order so that I can get this. Even before I did, God just kind of led me down this other path of basically showing me that I actually don't even need this other stuff because I have this thing over here that'll actually do the job and even do it better. I didn't even realize that. And if I would have just kind of ran forward, I would have spent $300 on something that wouldn't have done as good of a job and it would have cost me money. You know, so point is, is that God can provide even without the money, you know? Yeah. What's fun about that is he provided without you getting anything new. Yeah. Like you already had what you needed. Yeah. So it's simpler too. Right. You know, it's simpler. It saves me time. Like everything, everything's beneficial about that. You know, and I was thinking about how, you know, we've written about this on the blog, about, about how we basically travel for free everywhere we go. The last five years, we, I, I think I totaled it up, and I think it was 170 flights in like 97 hotel night stays that we got completely for free. Completely free. And all of this, we did it all through credit card points and stuff like that. And anybody who's interested, you can check out the article on the blog, just search for it. But point is, is that we have gotten to travel like crazy without spending a dime. It's absolutely God's provision. It's something that was in our heart. It's something that we have prayed for, something we've wanted to do a lot of. And that even if we couldn't have afforded it financially or or with money, God still provided a way to do it. Mm -hmm. And so as I just keep thinking... What's even cooler about that too is like, we have had such an abundance yeah. <laughs> that we've been able to use those points to bless other people yep. or, you know, have your mom fly here to help watch the kids. So it's a free babysitter. <laughs> it's a free <laughs> flight to get her here, yeah. you know, and it's something fun for her to get to do. Send people on trips like, uh, yeah, which is seed for the sower. And it's not because we've done anything. I just love that. Yeah. Anyway, it's just been this idea I've been pondering this whole kind of thing of why do I ever pray for money? And the more and more I think about it, the more I just realize, I think oftentimes it is limiting God when we find ourselves in that situation. And I think we've just, in our lives, just been down so many paths where we find ourselves, we need money for this, we need money for this, we need money for this. And and we find ourselves praying specifically for money. And God's like, I got a thousand different ways I can solve this problem for you. Like, why are you trying to limit me to that? That's because we're humans. Yeah. We can't think the way he does. Our ways are not his ways. Yeah. But I mean, that's what's so exciting too, is that when you kind of open yourself up to the possibility of God doing what he does best, then you can watch really fun things happen. And I think a lot of times we miss it because we are looking for the check in the mail or, you know, kind of whatever yeah. that is, or the the raise or the bonus or 
again, like even seeing it come through our job, like we're limiting the money coming in that way. But once we take that limit off and then the limit of just needing money in general, I think it opens our eyes to watch God do absolute miracles. Yeah. You know, that's a really interesting point just about us missing it because I feel like earlier in my Christian walk, it was I don't know, it was really easy for me to miss the miraculous and miss God's hand in something because I could explain it away. Right. Because there was a logical reason. That's how God does stuff so many times. I know, I know. That's that's my point. But like there was a logical reason. I'm like, well, that was actually because of this and this and this. And therefore, unless it was completely unexplainable, like, you know, the sun not rising for a day or something (laughs) like that, like it wasn't truly a miracle. Right. You when know, we forget that this world is his creation. He set the laws in motion so that the way things work, the way our body works, the way our body heals itself, I mean, things like that. Yeah. This is all his creation. It's all his doing. And why are we limiting it to, well, it better be a miraculous healing that the doctors can't explain. It better be money falling from the sky or, you know, something like yeah, that. It's when like, he can do it anyway he wants. He, he made thing. all of this stuff. And we're looking at the sunset every day and not realizing that that is a miracle. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're looking at natural circumstances and saying, well, that's just the way things are. That's just the way it goes. Instead of realizing that, no, he created it all and he is providing a way. Yep. My mom told me this story one time when we were all little kids and finances were tight. And she told me that she got, they got this check and they were like, thank you, God, for this check. It was this, this amazing thing. She went to put the check in the... I remember this. The, what, what is that thing called? The bank. I don't know what it's called. She sent it in with the bank teller, but she was outside. What it's is like that? Through the, the drive drawer, through. Drive yeah, through the drawer. drawer thing, yeah. The drive through drawer. Thank you. So she sets it in there. And as she's like trying to secure it down, a gust of wind comes, blows this check away. And it was a big deal. She just about started crying. Yeah. So she goes home, tells my dad... And he says, let's go look for it. She's is, like, I watched hours it later? across the street. Yeah. How much longer is this? Right, right? hours yeah. later. Okay. He's like, let's just go look for it. And he goes, okay, where did it blow? They go out there. They're, they're looking around on the ground. And they see something pressed up against a chain link fence. And it's this check. <laughs> yeah. I mean... I just think that that's amazing because it's like this fence. It's just, well, yes. it was caught on the fence. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> How did it get to the fence? God controls the wind and he put it exactly right there. What the yeah. devil meant for harm, God used for good. And I really believe that it was, it's not only just this idea that they got the check, but it's the idea that the devil tried to take it from them, blow it away, and God saved it. I mean, yeah. I just think that that's awesome. Yeah, there's a quote that I love. It's from Einstein. He says, there are only two ways to live your life, as though nothing is a miracle or as though everything is a miracle. Mm -hmm. I think that's just key to not missing kind of what God is doing and some of these miraculous things. You know, and I was thinking back through some of the miracles that took place in the Bible, especially some of the crazy Old Testament stuff. So if we're talking about parting the Red Sea or Jonah, you know, in the whale and stuff like that, I just imagine if that happened now, like, 
and, and science is, you know, really good at this. And I, I, I love when science and the Bible kind of coincide and when science validates something that's been in the Bible for, you know, obviously thousands of years. But I feel like a lot of scientists would try to explain away some of these miraculous things. Mm-hmm. Like, well, this is actually why the Red Sea parted, you know, <laughs> and, and stuff like that. But the bottom line is it doesn't matter if you can explain it. Like, it's still God behind it. Right. And that's just a really important thing that, anyway, tying this all up together and coming back to the original idea, I think that's just an important point is that we don't miss when God actually does something really miraculous. Yeah. I think, too, it's also great, you and I kind of did this exercise a while ago, is we wrote down kind of the timeline of how yeah, those things are so good. happened in our life and how we were doing this specifically about our financial testimony. Yeah. And it was like, we wrote down, okay, this happened on this day and this happened on this day. And when you see it all together, you're like, I can't believe this happened, you know? Yeah. And it happened slowly. It wasn't all in big one lump sum. Yeah. It was, this happened, and then six months later, something else happened. And then, you know, a year later, something else happened. And it's like God kind of takes you on this journey of one thing and then another, and then you wait, and then another, and then you wait, and then another. Yeah. And it's still a miracle. And I think hindsight always is twenty twenty. Yeah, I mean, what Lynn is talking about specifically here is earlier this year, we did uh, an interview with CBN. They wanted to hear our financial testimony and kind of some of the miraculous stuff that God had done in our lives. And so it forced us to go back. You know, a lot of this stuff we remembered, but we hadn't seen it on a timeline. And that was really powerful. So I encourage you to do that if you haven't done that. Uh, And it doesn't have to just be financial. I mean, just anything. Like, just go back, like, on a write down on a piece of paper, everything that God's done and go back through your journals and find these things and yeah. And just remember them because it boosts your faith like crazy. We just found as we looked at this, you know, like, cause you read the Bible and you, so you're reading the book of Acts or really any, any area of the Bible and you'll see these big miraculous things. And it's like, Oh, that's, that's amazing. I wish it were like that today or whatever. And, and I think when you take the 10,000 foot view of your life and you pull out, the 510 highlights, Yeah, it's probably going to be somewhat similar. I mean, right. God does awesome and miraculous things in our lives. And that's what we're looking at when we look at the Bible. We're just looking at a snapshot of, you know, the highlights. We're looking at the highlight reel. And so it's easy to think that God's not doing stuff as big as that in our lives now. And, and I think he is. I think it's just a matter of perspective. And anyway, point is, if you haven't done that, do that exercise. That's really good. It encouraged us so much. And also just getting to see how the pieces tied together and how one leads to the next and how they fuel each other is really powerful. Don't you think? Oh, absolutely. That was really encouraging. And I feel like there's some other areas of our life where we need to be writing things down (laughs) so that we can just give God the glory that he deserves and thank him and praise him for some of the things that he's done. Yeah. All right. So coming back to this idea of not praying about money, I think for me, what this means a little bit is, or, or how I'm approaching this and how I'm going to try to eliminate this tendency to pray for money specifically. I think it comes down to relinquishing control, you know, because I think, at least me, I, all I can speak for is myself. I tend to want to control, like, and I, and I hate saying this, but I just think it's there. I want to control a little bit of my relationship with God. And I 
It's like, I know you're going to come through with me, God, but I want to know how you're going to do it. Tell me how you're going to do it right now, please. You know, and in right. true trust is, I know you're going to take care of me. And I don't care how you're going to do it. I trust that it's going to work out for my good and do your thing, you know, and that is, yeah. that's challenging for me. I think it's challenging for all of us. I think we all have our areas where we like to feel in control <laughs> and like, if I can just do this, then <laughs> I will get this result. And I think it robs us of the opportunity to see God do a miracle. Yeah. I think it robs us of peace and joy. And it it takes away from who God is, you know? Yeah. We were not created to carry burdens. We were created to trust Him. <laughs> Anyway, I think our lives just become so much easier when we just let him do his thing and try yeah. as best as we can <laughs> to relax and to rest in God and to say, I'm not really sure what to do, so I'm just going to trust you, Lord, and I'm just going to yeah. let this go. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I mean, I feel like in our lives, and you tell me if you think I'm wrong here, but... There's like a direct relation to it between the amount of trust that we had to exert, if that's the right way to put that, in a particular situation and the size of the miracle that followed it. So every time that we've been in a situation where it's like, we have nothing else but to trust God, like we, we're just like completely out of it. We are living on trust, like that's it, or faith, you know. Every time we do that, there's a huge corresponding miracle behind it. I agree. And then on the other hand, moments where maybe we didn't step out in that or where we limited, I don't know, like where we just didn't walk in as high of a level of faith, there just wasn't as big of stuff around the corner. I want to say this too about trust, because I think this is a misconception that people have. Trust is an activity. <laughs> yeah. Letting things go is you have to take an active role in that. I heard this one preacher talk about purposefully taking your trust out of this one thing that you think is going to happen, like getting a cold every year or being late on your bills. Or, I mean, we all have those things where it's like, this is what always happens. And so this is what's going to happen again. She talked about this idea of purposefully taking your trust out of that and putting your trust in God. And that has really helped me because it is a default, I think, as humans to just believe, well, that always happens. I always get a cold this time of year. Every time my kid goes back to school, they, they start getting sick and then they're sick throughout the entire year. It is really difficult to not trust that. Yeah. And and choosing, choosing to, put your, to trust put your trust in God, in God instead and that. let yeah. him do it. Yeah. I mean, it's hard. We say it so flippantly and it is not a flippant Because yeah, it's action. not a one time just that's it and I forget about it. Right. Like you're saying, it's a conscious decision that you need to make over and over again as yes. those negative thoughts come. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, kind of wrapping all this up, my takeaway and the journey I'm leading you on as you're watching and listening with this is that this is where I'm headed. And, uh, you know, I, I invite you to just kind of ponder this idea and explore this with me. And this isn't one of those things where I feel like I fully have developed and I'm kind of like leading you into my brain dump here with all this. But, <laughs> but I think for me, the takeaway is that I want to get really specific about the prayers that I'm praying to God. 
because I think it's easier to be general and just pray for money. But I want to pray for the specific need that I need at the moment, the need that needs to be met, and, and trust God for that need to be met, regardless of how He plans on making that happen. Right. All right. Well, I hope you found that helpful. And regardless, I'd love to hear your thoughts are along these lines. Because yeah, like I said, I'm just kind of exploring this idea. And uh, yeah, I'd love this to be a little bit more of a conversation to hear what you're thinking about all this. So hit me up over the website, ctime.com or on Instagram, Twitter, and definitely come check us out on YouTube. We're doing a whole lot over there and we'd love to chat with you and uh, have you visit and just be part of what we're doing over there. So anyway, that's all. Have a great rest of your day and I will see you in the next one.